Hey love, welcome to Divine Alignment, the podcast. This is a space where we bridge the gap between your soul and your human, and we speak pure magic. So I want to to move us a little bit into, I just wanted to open up and ask you, Amy, what is alive in your in your life right now? Like I feel like collectively we're moving to so many new and when I say new, it's like deeper codes of awakening, of ascension, of like maybe even revisiting things that we have worked on in the past. And then now it's like a deeper layer of them. So I'm super curious to hear personally or even in your business, like what is a code that you are revisiting or something that is new coming up for you that is alive right now that you are like it's 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 in this moment right now happening for you? Mm, I'm really leaning more into like pleasure, like this is a really big um, uh, rewilding that I feel like I'm doing. And, you know, I feel this is happening collectively as well. Like I feel like there's going to be more and more people, you know, really leaning after the few years that we've had, leaning into like just the joy and fun and pleasure of life and being alive. But I'm really experimenting with how can my business be more pleasurable? You know, so I've done I've done a lot of work around slowing down and doing less. You know, I work less now than I ever have and I have really good boundaries about that. But, yeah, bringing in more like pleasure and sensuality and just fun and joy. So that's what's really alive in, in my experience, just like leaning into that um, even more like how can it be just as soft and as pleasurable and as juicy as possible? I remember I was in Colombia and this was the first time that I visited a shaman. And no, actually, I had visited shamans in, in, in Bali before this. Anyway, and I remember it was my first visit to him in Colombia. And I've been to him many times after that. And he was sitting there and he was telling me like, you know, Daniela, like the people that come here with very big teachings, that they come here with an awareness that not everybody has, they usually tend to be serious because of the density of their knowledge and the awareness of their environment and in the in people and this tends to be that when you're conscious of it when you realize you know who you are and what you're meant to be doing you then understand intellectually why you have that seriousness to you but when you are growing up as a kid you have that seriousness and we usually call these kids like, oh, they they act like their grandmas or their grand, you know, fathers or they're just like these old people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you, a lot of kids like myself grew up with that kind of awareness of like people saying, oh, Danielle acts like, like an old lady. And I think that a lot of the times, and especially for me talking about it, he was saying that I moved through my life somehow very serious. So playfulness and fun and all these things were there, of course, because you we were kids and and of course, but but to a degree that was always like, but this is serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is serious. So he was he was telling me, and when he brought that into my awareness, I, I almost started crying because I was like, it's so, so true. Like, you know, I could take life lightly, yet mm-hmm. there is some seriousness to to who I am. And then he was saying, so what really now that you have this conscious awareness, and I'm sure that every, like somebody that is listening right now, that it's so into the spirituality and and healers and paradigm shifters and all of us who are birthing here 
big work, I feel like we all have that kind of seriousness somehow. Mm. And or at least many of us. And what he was saying is like now that we have that awareness of, of, of where that comes from, our antidote, as he was talking about it, like the antidote is the this is shamanism, of course, and, and I don't remember exactly the lineage that he comes through, but he was talking about the monkey medicine and the monkey medicine being the playfulness you know, like joking, playing, having fun, all these things. So I think it's so beautiful, Amy, that you're now sharing this and saying that's where I'm going towards, towards mm. like I have all this, you know, heavy knowledge. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, that's great. And how I can bring this antidote that's actually going to light me up into this experience of life. Mm, that That's just so spot on. Like I definitely felt serious even as a child and like responsible and all the things so yes from a very young age and there's actually something my my parents say to me often like you always just seem so much older than you were like you just mm. seemed you know and yeah so I think I think the seriousness has served me like I actually feel like it's pretend it's had a role to play you know in in getting me to a certain point and 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 keeping you know helping me to feel I don't know, like motivated and on track for like what I've been meant to do, right? Like I feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to do now, but yeah, ready for more of that play, the monkey energy. I love that. I, yes. And I always remember because every time I, I take things very seriously, especially when I'm teaching, I get real serious mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Like the other day I was teaching, uh, I had a two hour transmission called Eclipse where we played with um, and brought in Andromedans for the first time, this alien collective. And I've never really actually worked with a specific alien collectives that, you know, mm. call themselves a certain name and things. And, and it was really, really fun. And at the end of the transmission, we just started dancing. And I was thinking, people are going to think like, what is this woman doing? We're just dancing here. And I was like, but is part of the medicine. Like, especially mm. when we're doing this big work, like the playfulness, the monkey, the monkey medicine, it's, it's part of this whole thing. And, and I still, even when I do it, I still sometimes feel really silly about it but but it's it's really what gives us freedom mm. and and the freedom to be and the freedom to like come back to our childness mm. and and i think i absolutely agree with you to the fact that like it is important that we have that seriousness because it also not just comes from like a rigid mad seriousness but it's like a passion mm. yeah and i feel like when we have that people listen and that's what one of the main things that we we need with the work that we're here to do. So I think that it is important that we have that seriousness because it's what really allows for people to listen. Like I feel Mm. like when we speak, people listen Mm. and also not only listen, but that seriousness gives them safety in their bodies to listen to what we have to say, even if sometimes it's complex. So anybody that feels that seriousness that there is definitely a reason why it is there, but also the biggest pieces of our work is not mainly the lessons that we're here to teach, but the 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 monkey medicine yeah. of the ways in which we allow ourselves to live our life while we teach. So I'm so happy that we got into that conversation and, and that it, that is so alive in your life too. Because for me, this conversation with the shaman was, I don't know, three, four years ago, and I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still every day like, can we have a little bit of fun? <laughs> yeah. 
It's beautiful. I think it's like, you know, we we go to so much effort to balance our masculine and our feminine. It's the same, isn't it? Balancing the seriousness with the play, you know, to live a balanced, healthy, harmonious life. You can't be too far in one end. Absolutely agree. Mm, And some other thing that you mentioned, sorry, were you going to say something? No, no, sorry, you go. Something that you mentioned too was about the boundaries. You're saying mm-hmm. that you, you're you also creating a lot of boundaries around you. And here, this is something that it's really easy for me to see it in people. And in my clients, this is one of the main things that I do with them. We create boundaries energetically, physically, verbally, all the things. But when it comes to me, sometimes it's a little bit unclear. So I want to hear about for you, somebody that is super sensitive to energy, that is tapped in, that that's your work. How do you see boundaries? What do they look like? How do you set them up? Mm, so I, with particulars in my human design, like I'm a 5-1 and I have no tribal community circuitry in my design. So I, so what, what, what that kind of indicates for me is that I really need to be able to pop in and pop out and retreat. Mm. You know, I can't stay in the projection field constantly. I can't be there providing support kind of constantly. So I guess the way I have boundaries that first and foremost, my clients come first. So they get my energy first before Instagram, before emails, before anything else, you know, and sometimes that means I don't respond to emails for two weeks. Like I just have a very fluid, which some people would be horrified at. And me and my old corporate career would be horrified. I've had to do so much (laughs) deconditioning around it. And I'm like, no, I don't respond, right? Like I'm a projector, like I'm not here to respond to things. So I don't. Um, and everything's, you know, very much just following the energy. And I've done a lot of work as well around like understanding that, no, I'm not procrastinating. It's not laziness. I'm following the energy, right? And I'm going to prioritize my clients right now because this is what I've got the energy to do. And emails can wait. Anything that's urgent will get taken care of by my team. Um So I have boundaries around that. So they always come first. But even then I try to just set boundaries around like, you know, we have group foxes and stuff like that. Like I just set clear times that I'm going to be in there and then clear times that I'm not and I have the notifications off, stuff like that. Um, I've had to get really comfortable with leaving messages unread. I mean, leaving messages unresponded to an Instagram, which I don't know if you've had to do the same, but I just cannot respond you can't respond to everyone. And even though like you want, you want to, and I try to send people love and I appreciate it, particularly when they're like really sweet, you know, when they're really lovely, sweet messages, I always try to respond to reply. I get a lot of messages on Instagram that are questions that feel like I'm a projector again, like I need to receive recognition and an invitation. And if people message me and say, Hey, what does this mean? like there's no recognition here like this is not an equal exchange for my time to give you free Mm. guidance in dms so I just ignore them now um yeah and then I guess in my personal life as well like I really have boundaries around my time and prioritizing like my rest and my wellness you know and, and all of those things um kind of first so trying to balance work with just time outside in nature like it's really important to me it's a part of my gene keys, but it's really important to me that I have lots of time connecting with the earth. Like my evolution is just in allowing myself to be and in beingness, which has been really difficult for me because, you know, this, your evolution is like your, your biggest challenge, but my history has been like overworking, you know? And so for so many years I've had 
my corporate career and I was building a business on the side. So I'd be working a 10 hour day and then I'd come home and do a client call at night and I'd be working on the weekend. And so like decommissioning myself from that and just having more time, just being is what I've been doing for like the last four years, really. So I've been building a business and trying to do less at the same time. It's been really interesting. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know how I got there onto that that onto being that's what I'm trying <laughs> no, but it's, to bring more in yeah with boundaries it's right. a part of your boundaries right part mm-hmm. of like giving yourself what you need and mm-hmm. that's a boundary because then yeah. when you're giving yourself what you need you're also saying no to what doesn't resonate yeah. and the beingness it's hilarious that you're saying that today because literally today this is my day today like you said if anybody's like looking through the window of like what my life looks like there you go this is what it looks like like today I woke up and I did a couple of things and then had a call with one of my clients. And then after like this, I'm talking like two hours. And then after two hours, I'm like, I'm exhausted. And then I was like, what do I want to do? And, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I sat in the couch with blanket, with tea, and I'm just sitting there looking out through the balcony and I'm like hypnotized. And I don't even, I'm not even looking, I'm not even like watching anything. I'm just like, I don't even know what it is, just being there. And I was feeling my body and I was feeling every, it's like a meditation, but I had my eyes open and it's just hypnotized. And I was like, this is, this is like, um, uh, how do you call it? Like, uh, enlightenment for me. This Mm -hmm. is all I want. This is all I need. If I could just sit here, just be, Mm -hmm. I am complete. And this is, I think one of the things that sometimes for me is the hardest thing because it's like, I work two hours and afterwards, and I work two hours like fire. I, have, I create mm. so much. I have so much to say. I have so many things to do, like not so many things to do, but so many things that I want to do. I have so mm. much energy for like spurs of time, two hours, three hours, and then I'm out and all I want to do is just sit, mm. just be, like just just be. So this beingness, as you're saying, you know, is it's where we actually like, I think we're also in the beingness, as you're saying, is like the evolution. It's like the, 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 I mean, I have an image, but the progress, like it's kind of like things coming together to like aligning and kind of like, you know, changing the DNA, the structure, everything. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like in that beingness, when we slow down and we allow ourselves to be, it's like when the body's able to like come together with all the pieces that we've been putting together. And it's Mm -hmm. just like kind of, growing itself I don't know I have an image of that but I love that idea mm. of, of of the beingness that it's so important because I think like a lot of the times we we're just running mm. and especially in the society we're just like moving and running all the time and we don't give ourselves time for that integration but the idea of coming back to to the boundaries like the idea of um not opening emails for two weeks I will die <laughs> No, I read them. I read them. And then because my team flag any that are for me. So I've read them and I'm like, okay, there's a reply coming. It's just not coming yet. You know, and I'll Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that is the thing for me. Yeah. Because that is the thing. It's like on on Instagram, there's so many messages and my Virgo brain goes crazy when there is just, they haven't been opened. So I need to open Mm. them. But then after an open, then there comes a reply and I'm like, yeah, I don't have the energy to reply. So they yeah. just, you're just there on like red, but I haven't replied and, and that's another thing. So, but it's mm. interesting about boundaries because one of the things that I had to, and I'm interested for you, that I had to shift in order to really create boundaries that support me is the people pleasing. 
Mm. Yeah, me too. I I had a big realization working through all my not self and my human design in that like all my jobs, like every job I ever had, I was promoted and recognized for being basically what was a people pleaser, you know, mm. and realizing that that's not my truth. That's been a huge, huge thing I've had to work through as well. The good girl archetype, the wanting to prove yourself, prove you're valuable, prove you're worthy. And for me, it looked like proving myself by overworking, proving myself oh. by being the one who would kind of do everything, you know. <laughs> um, and and it's as simple as like, for example, you know, yesterday was Sunday and I had many invitations to do many things. And in another time in my life, I would have said like, okay, yes, let me juggle them all together. So let me go to this place from 10 to 12 and then from 12 to 2, I can go to this other friend and then I can do this other thing that I need to go to the supermarket from like 2 to 4. And then after 4 to 5, I can go to this other birthday party. Like this is what I would actually do to please myself and everybody else. So it's as simple as like yesterday, I was like, no, I'm only going to go to one and then I'm going to rest because that I really, really want to do. But that's the boundary of I don't need to please anybody. And and actually when it's interesting because even when I said no to the people that invited me yesterday, they were all like, oh, perfect. No worries. We'll see each other next week. And like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. We just make it a big deal in our mind. Like when I don't reply to people on Instagram and I feel bad because I haven't replied, even though the message is open. When I mm-hmm. reply, they're like, oh, that was great. Thank you. Like, it's mm-hmm. not they're holding the grudge and if they are then that's not up to me anyway so Mm. I feel like that that was the first thing of understanding that where is that people pleasing coming from is usually just pleasing our people pleasing Mm. yeah absolutely I feel I've really tried to embody that kind of non-attachment or what my expectations would be as well so you know if I would like for people to understand when I can't come to things or be understanding when I can't reply to things that's what I try to embody all the time mm-hmm. it's almost like a bit of a non-attachment and like it's perfect if everyone just does what's best for them everything works out perfectly all the time and if it means someone doesn't respond to me that's perfect you know life's busy I know people are busy they're doing lots of things like it's not a personal thing um, and here that that is basically the code that like it's so so good and this is the last thing that I want to cover with you it's like we don't understand that we create our own suffering by doing the, like acting mm-hmm. the way we don't want people to act around us. Like for example, when we are judging others because they're making more money, when we are, you know, when we have jealousy about something or we, we expect a people to act or behave a certain way, we, what we're not understanding when we're doing that is that when the... When it comes around, <laughs> when when it comes around and we are in the position of abundance and making a lot of money, or we are in the position of having a lot of messages that we don't get to to reply to all of them, we are going to think that other people are the way we are. So it's like when we when we do those things, when we judge other people that are in other positions, when we come around and we're in that position, because life is long, we will be in that position then we will be kind of creating our own cage, our own prison, because we were the ones who did that to those people. So now we think that people are going to do that to us. Mm, Absolutely. And it needs, I think it it always needs to be genuine too. Like if, you know, you were talking about celebrating other women or judging other women for earning a certain amount of money, that it's like doing the work so you can get to a place where you can genuinely celebrate 
people and you can genuinely accept people for, you know, if you're a pleaser, it can people pleaser, it can be really triggering if someone isn't a people pleaser, if someone's like, no, I'm just going to do what's best for me. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, so getting to a place where you can like see that and respect it, um, I think is really important as well. But yeah, you'll get back what you put out, won't you? So if you're, you know, even just if you hide it really well, but if energetically you're judging someone that's likely to be what you're going to receive as well so exactly what you said absolutely absolutely and you know it's not easy work either because we do get triggered we do feel jealousy we do feel all these things it's not about not feeling them it's about what we do with that is what we do when we get triggered when we get jealous when we do you know whatever it is and thinking about if I'm in that position how would I like and how would I appreciate other people to behave towards me And I feel like that really creates um, a clearer path for us to when he comes around to 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 have that clear energetic feel, not like a stickiness of like, oh, people this and people that. And it's like, is it people or is it that you did it? (laughs) Mm, mm, Exactly. Yeah. Such a tricky thing. And especially when you're in like our industry, too, and you're seeing, you know, people doing things all the time. I like to think of if someone's triggering me. I like to do like a little bit of reflection around it. Like, okay, is this an invitation into something? Is this Mm. inviting me into greater awareness or is it actually that that person's not in alignment with me, you know, and, and feeling into it. But most of the time it's like showing me something of my shadow. Like it's showing me something within myself that I'm ready to resolve or heal or work through. Because either way there is information there. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amy. This has been so beautiful. I really I love conversing with you. I love just getting in conversations with you because it's just such an easy conversation and always so authentic and so open. I love your work and I'm sure many people know your work already, but if they don't after this conversation, I highly suggest you to check out Amy because she is incredible astrology and the way she just kind of merges that with with human design, like everything that you share, Amy, all the time, I'm like, spot on, spot on. So, so, so good. So I invite everybody to, to get in your world. And what is alive with you right now? What are the things that um, are happening in your world and where is the, the best platform to reach you at? Oh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, honey. I adore you. I always love chatting with you. So it's been such a pleasure to be on again. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, which is amylee.co um, and it's Lee, L-E-A. And I have some offers coming out in the next few weeks. Um, uh, yeah, there's actually not a lot of ways to work with me at the moment. I'm probably not a good... <laughs> I have group programs and stuff. Everything's just full at the moment. But I have things That's a blessing. That's incredible. (laughs) Such a testimony of your work. It's incredible work. You're really doing incredible things in the world, Amy. So as you heard, she is fully booked, but I'm sure there is openings happening and and just get in her world because you're going to love it. Thank you, Amy, for this time. And thank you, all of you, for being receptive, for listening to this conversation and for being part of of this podcast and this community. I will talk to you very, very soon. Wishing you an incredible, incredible day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this conversation and want to explore deeper work together, make sure that you reach out directly to me instead of Instagram and also join our free community on Telegram. I will leave all the links for you on the bio. Until next time. Magic awaits.